Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, you didn't do your you didn't do your due diligence in getting the system in place. So now it's the player system. You're going to have to live with it for a while. Uh, now it it could swing back to have a little more kind of regulatory feel or or at least some par- better parameters to to uh to kind of corral what's 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 going on it's even hard i mean jim nagy puts on the senior bowl mm-hmm. he's like in charge of you know going out and getting the guys he's even talking about the draft this year like between the fifth and the seventh round like having the depth a lot of guys are staying in now that's one thing i think that uh, the nfl that actually benefited them with nil is guys aren't jumping to the nfl too early like, we've seen that plenty of times where guys jump to the NFL maybe a year too early and they should have just stayed in school. A lot of them are staying now. Yeah. They're staying, especially the quarterbacks, because they're, you know, like Will Howard, they're going out and getting that cash at the end instead of jumping to the NFL and being a seventh-round pick or undrafted and just, you know, getting on a roster as a third-string quarterback. They're staying. So the quality of football is actually getting better with more guys staying in school or staying put. And we saw more guys playing bowl games than before because they've got some bill, like Pop-Tart. Hey, we'll pay you to play in this Game that happens that helps and it helps the NFL product because guys are staying longer in school. Like that part's been good. Uh, the guys aren't making that jump because they realize, hey, they can stay and make some money, you know, here on campus, you know, playing games or driving that free car or whatever before you get to the NFL and then have to worry about your paycheck if you're going to make the football team or not. But you know, you're on the team yeah. and you're, you're getting paycheck. So it has helped in some respects for the college game as far as football. There is a lot of drawbacks, like we said, but there are some positives with it. When we brought up the the, the stat earlier this week, it's uh, half half of the number of early entries into the draft this year than it have been in previous years. So we're seeing that as well. Guys guys opting to stay. They're more ready to, to uh, go to the to, NFL. To, uh, yeah, they're more ready, hopefully, when they go to the NFL, but also staying because they can be financially taken care of and don't have to worry about skipping out early to, in, in to, to make year, some money. And that extra year started to pay. We've seen guys six, seven years. We got seven year guys. Quarterback Bowman at one Oklahoma nine, State. Wasn't State. that that nine year dude? University of Miami's got a nine year, <laughs> got nine a year player. So that's they, a little weird. But everybody's the, the, the year should be about done between the free year everybody got for COVID. I mean, we're still seeing some side effects that with injuries and people redshirting. That extra year really screwed things up with COVID. It didn't it didn't hurt the student athletes. I mean, they loved it, but it you need a roadmap sometimes to figure out eligibility yeah. with some of these guys. They'll get there, I think. I think. Um, this was interesting coming out of Chicago yesterday. It's not just uh, Kansas City that says they need more. Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner of the Chicago White Sox, is asking taxpayers there for a billion dollars for a new stadium. Hmm. 
Chicago will be at risk of losing his team if the government doesn't pay up. (laughs) We haven't had those threats here in Kansas City, but there are some differences in the White Sox message and the Royals message. But Jerry Reinsdorf wants a billion dollars for the state from the state of Illinois for a new stadium. Our stadium will inject life and money into the area. We want to own the real estate around our stadium. Similar to what we heard, at least initially in the Royals plan that has now since changed. But everybody brings up the battery in Atlanta. And it's a ballpark with tons of development around it. Not probably dissimilar to maybe what the Patriots did a number of years with Patriot Place. But having a ballpark with development around it, the Royals plan has since changed and become we're joining an established development. So that's that's changed a little bit. Um, but also they're throwing in the threat of we might have to move if there's a better offer elsewhere. Reinsdorf claims the new stadium would anchor a property that would generate a projected $4 billion in economic impact and $200 million in tax revenue. At the end of the day, the benefit to the city and the state are going to outweigh the cost. Reinsdorf says this is not just a ballpark. This is a development of which the ballpark is the anchor. Little problem though in Chicago, the Bears are also asking for stuff. So they've got they've got a double stadium thing going on. But Reinsdorf, unlike the unlike the the Royal side of things, is actually floating out the possibility of, well, if they can't stay, we might not be able to sustain things here. Even a big market team like the Chicago White Sox is claiming we got to do more things to generate revenue to keep up with the whoever the Joneses are in baseball. I found it I found it very interesting, Bank, that Chicago's using the same thing, except for Jerry Reinsdorf is saying, you also got to prepare for my my end of life, <laughs> which he says he wants to ensure that this team stays in Chicago beyond when he's gone. He thinks the best way to do that would be to build a stadium and uh, and keep them there versus if he dies, maybe the team is uh, whisked away to to somewhere else. It's an interesting way to try to pitch things. I'm not sure it's going to work uh, in Chicago or not. And they're asking for more money than is being asked for here. But I do find it funny that they're also they're also crying. Hey man, we can't generate enough. Salt Lake City and stuff like that. And that's the one. That's the one bingo card play he didn't do. Kind of did though. Oh, you think? I think so. But maybe moving or something. But I would have used those cities as an example. He said, "When I'm gone." His son, Michael Reinsdorf, president of the Bulls, which the family also owns, of course, quote, will have an obligation to do what's best for other investors of the White Sox. Quote, that means likely putting the team up for sale. The team will be worth more out of town. So he's also throwing the threat of, man, when I die, I can't guarantee you this thing's going to be here unless we do some investing. It's an interesting approach and certainly way beyond what the the Royals, because the Royals made no threats of, of ever... You know, those could those could be thrown out if you if you're believing that anything is possible. But the Royals never countered that. But the, the ballpark, wheels are spinning with Major League Baseball, but, though. As far but as the expansion. ball, yeah, and and Nashville is barking, man, barking. There's a there's a group in place. Salt Lake. There's, I mean, they're Nashville would would welcome the. I'm surprised they're not chasing Oakland at this point in time, with that kind of teetering nonsense mm-hmm. that's going on with them in Las Vegas. But the White Sox using an approach of we better get we better get a stadium. Because we need to generate more money. So it's not just here. And there's another one. Phoenix enters the fray as well. It's maybe the worst time for the <laughs> for the Royals to be trying to do this, right? 
Phoenix is in the midst of things. The Diamondbacks are now speaking more openly about potential relocation. They've been trying to garner taxpayer funds for ballpark renovations. Now, again, the big difference in Kansas City is John Sherman's pledged a billion dollars of their own money. And don't and, forget the Coyotes right there with them, too. And the to Coyotes have been in flux for years now. Quote, Diamondbacks owner from Ken Kendrick. Quote, we may run out of time in Phoenix. We hope that won't happen. It's I'm not, not, saying, not just Kansas City having these issues. It's a major I'm not saying areas. I'm not saying telling you which way to vote, okay? You do you. Do you. I don't live in Jackson County. If it were a, I'd be all in favor of a, you know, Kansas City Metro tax, but no one seems to ever want that. Okay. I would, I would, I would absolutely go. Yes. Sign me up. Here's my three, eight cents, whatever. I, I I'm, I'm in that camp. You, you, you do whatever. It's just interesting to see these bigger cities are really asking for more, right? They're asking for way more. And also now throwing out the threats of, well, you don't know if we can stay if we don't yeah. do it. It's yeah. getting kind of dire in some of these places, or at least maybe fake dire. Well, Kendrick's statement, the Diamondbacks executive statement, went on to say, hey, there are cities, whereas Reindorf didn't specifically name Mentions things. Kendrick he, said, hey, there are cities yeah, that want us. Yeah, yeah. Well, Salt Lake City's already got a group that's, like, putting it out there because they've been trying to get one. What's funny, but you know how difficult it is? I wonder if a lot of these people understand, like, how difficult it is to bring a team to your city. Look how difficult it's been for Sprint Center. That Originally, when they built it, you know, people were thinking, oh, the NBA, the NHL, I mean, they, they had an NHL team already set and a board of governors with Lywicki and everything of bringing somebody, and they had Luke Robitaille going out there looking for teams. How difficult that's been. I mean, you're talking about a, a, a city that's getting the World Cup. You're talking about a city that had the NFL draft. You're talking about three Super Bowls. You're talking about a World Series all since 2015. And the lure of bringing an NHL mm-hmm. or, or a uh, NBA team is a pipe dream to the city. It is so difficult to get to them. And you have a county situation where you're getting 1% of the tax to earn. But when you lose a team, it's tough. I mean, yeah, St. Louis did get the Rams back and screwed it up. You know, they screwed up an NFL team twice, which is very difficult to do. I don't think they screwed up the second time. But it is so <laughs> tough to bring I'm a not putting a, pro I'm a, team to I'm not putting area. the second time on St. Louis. That yeah, guy wanted to leave. Yeah. 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 That guy wanted to leave. He had, a, he had all the money. So they still got. They still bolt the toilet. Kansas City's seen its share. I mean, yeah. with the Kansas City scouts leaving, the Kings left. They the A's originally left. I mean, did get them back. I, I just, I just hate this approach. Threatening when you, never helps. when you when you bend your city over. Well, if we don't do it, they're gone. I hate that. Hate well, that. People hate nowadays that. be like, "Go, oh, great, go ahead and go." Yeah. See ya. That's where we're at now. You know, okay. Beforehand, it's like a little more patience, but there's patience yeah. is out the window. Go to go to Nashville. Yeah. yeah. It's like see ya. I, that's that's come up with the Royals even you know yeah. there's been there's been that reaction go to Nashville then whatever um, it's a divorce society they, right, haven't, get a divorce. they haven't they they at least haven't used this this threat these other places have it's pretty amazing uh, the Chiefs have found a way to trim some fat we'll get to that next worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bink was just saying during the break, you you were affected by the uh, the phone outage yesterday, oh, huh? Which made it weird because you couldn't even surf. You couldn't surf the internet while waiting at a doctor's appointment. Yeah, I was at the eye doctor yesterday, or uh, at a doctor yesterday, and I was sitting there going, "What am I going to do? I'm not going to." You didn't have any old magazines. There was the, nothing. Everybody plays with their phone and stuff, right? So like, I couldn't the old magazine it. days are gone. Draft in the doctor's office lobby anymore. Yeah, it's no, terrible. you couldn't look up things. You couldn't look up stats or, or figures, or things that you normally do. You know how weird that was, oh, not yeah. to be able to do it. But you know what though, I did leave. And it was kind of exhilarating. I mean, this is like till 11 o'clock or even later. And I was like, this is kind of nice. It's kind of a nice unplug. This is kind of nice just yeah. to, you know, not worry about your phone and not, you know, no texting, no calling. And it was like, eh, you know, if something happens or whatever, I wouldn't be able to, to call anybody. I just have to go figure out. It, and it's not like I go find a payphone either. Like, what do you do? Like, if you break down, you don't have a cell phone, what do you just go to a business and use their phone? I mean, what do you do? I, we've had people call <laughs> sports radio before from Quick Trip. Just to get a call in, but what do you go? What do you do? <laughs> what do you do? Can I use your phone at Quick Trip? Somebody called in the show that way? I've had, I've had oh, that done wow. back in the Royals run. I think All it was right. Ray. Crazy Ray, I think, mm. did it. Mm. Yeah, okay. That would make sense. Um, yeah, no, but I do find myself in that spot, too, where you just sit down for a moment, go get a haircut or whatever, or yeah. waiting at a, at a doctor's office, and you're there. You're Catch literally you sitting down for, like, 30 seconds, like, what am I going to do? Well, let's look up some on Twitter or whatever. Look, check out a refresh email or whatever. Because what, what else are you going to do? Like, stare around the building like it is weird and you don't even have the most places don't have the outdated magazines or if they do it's like almost like the uh uh here's the uh you know the 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 magazine they have on like an airplane no it was the dentist that's what it was and everybody was on their phones Everybody's like, on I could tell yeah. they didn't have AT and T because because they were on. It yeah. was a dentist, and nobody did you ask somebody? Could I, hey, could you uh, spot me some of your uh, <laughs> your uh, hotspot? Wi Fi would work. <laughs> wi Fi would work, but nothing else would work. Could I use your hotspot to uh, yeah. to to surf the net and mock drafts while I'm sitting here? But everybody does it. There's no magazines anymore. So the uh, the Chiefs, it looks like, are switching out punters. Um, it was reported yesterday the Chiefs are signing punter Matt Ariza. You may remember the name. Uh, sixth round pick of the Bills in 2022, never played, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, amidst a, uh, a rape investigation. Charges eventually dropped. He filed a countersuit basically for defamation in the case. It's a, it's a kind of, it's sort of details for sure. In the case, it's kind of still ongoing. It doesn't involve him, uh, but involved a, a party in, uh, in San Diego and he was uh, he was 21 at the time, but hasn't hasn't played in the uh, in the NFL. I believe it was the Jets had brought him in at some point last year for a workout. It was the tail end of like the 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 case didn't get fully resolved un- for, for his part of it anyway until like December. And so he's apparently going to be back in the NFL. Feels like the the Chiefs kind of taking a 
maybe a PR risk and maybe maybe not, but definitely there's some baggage if you want to, you know, if you look at the background of the story, it's not the greatest thing in the world, but he was uh, not not charged in the in the case and was trying to kind of sue to get his reputation back. And so uh, he's apparently going to get a chance in the NFL. The Chiefs, uh, you, you might say, well, what's wrong with Tommy Townsend? Well, he's a free agent who's recently switched agents to Drew Rosenhaus. Seemingly, you get Drew Rosenhaus to do what? Money. Get yourself a good contract, right? So he could be poised for a trying to find a big deal from a team. Heck, he got brought back last year by the Chiefs on a very nice punter deal at $2.8 million. For undrafted player, it's pretty nice. Right? Probably had his most inconsistent season, maybe since his rookie campaign. The last two years prior, he was absolute money, right? Everything he wanted. Last year was a little bit inconsistent. Did get off some some booming punts. He had a massive one in the Super Bowl that was huge, right? For, like for field position or whatever. 16th in some category, 17th, right in the middle of the pack. Yeah, so it probably wasn't as consistent, but... He's also at the top end of money and the Chiefs are looking for ways and to, to get, to get cheaper. Right. So this one makes some sense. If you're, you know, willing to take the, maybe a, a bit of a, of a, of a PR hit. And again, I don't know that it's going to be huge, but certainly if you Google this Matt Arise's name, you see what comes up, you can kind of make your own determination. Right. Um, but this is to me is much like Colquitt a few years ago. Colquitt was very good. I call him the I, he's the punter goat for me in Kansas City. He was he was unbelievable at his job, right? But how much did you really need to punt and did you really need to spend high-end money? I think they're in that case already with with Tommy Townsend. The Chiefs were the highest spenders in special teams last year, talking about kicker, punter, and long snapper. They had the most money spent at that position, and it was almost not quite almost twice the NFL average. So looking for a way to save some money by bringing in a talented uh, punter who was a draft pick, <laughs> right? When special, pick. when special teams guys are draft picks, sometimes there's there's ones that you say, oh, that was worth spending a draft pick on versus, Heisman snub versus waiting for that. I'm not going to say an upgrade, but certainly an interesting switcheroo to get cheaper and uh, and, and and a talent, but he's yet to, to punt in the NFL. And I think the one thing about it, that if this was just any punter, if this was just any guy that they went out and grabbed, it might have, people still be thinking Townsend, right? With the fact that he has the pedigree that he did back in college, it changes things. It's not just going out and grabbing a guy. It's grabbing a guy that won Ray Guy Award as the best punter. He had 76 punts his last year, 37 landed inside the 20, five Traveled at least 72 yards. He had an 86-yarder and an 81-yard punt, and he did the extra point. So he kicks, too. Again, if it had just been any name that they grab, it'd be like, oh, well, this is just competition because the Chiefs don't usually have a lot of competition for kickers mm-hmm, or punters. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it is a guy that won every All-American award you could possibly have in college football, a guy that was considered a Heisman snub, it's like, okay, the writing's on the wall. If, again, if his name's Joe Smith and he punted at uh, San Diego State, big deal. But it's a name guy that won the Ray guy from San Diego State, which is much different. That's, that's, also, got, I, that's also got news stories about him. And there's, he, there's he that does. portion of two. No, you know? He's got that, but I mean, obviously it was a big deal. Yep. I mean, rarely does Adam Schefter and everybody tweet about a punter signing in a different place. They all did. It was, it was a story 
you know, Mike Garofalo and everybody else talking about this punter, but it's because he had a huge name when he came out of college and then the story that came that he's been cleared of uh, now, of course. And then remember back when Townsend arrived, you mentioned kind of bringing in competition. Townsend only came here under the guise of, I don't want to compete the first go round. Cause that was a bone of contention. Uh, Colquitt wanted to stay. He's like, you want to bring in competition? I'll compete. And Townsend was, uh, Townsend was wanted. adamant. Right. And was, was in demand, even though he was an undreaded free agent, wanted to come here and have the, and have the job. And the chiefs allowed that. Right. So you kind of wonder now, like, would he be welcome to competition anyway? Uh, but also he's a free agent. So now you've almost made the decision, like go, go find your own best deal because we've got, we've got a guy seemingly and a cheaper one. So feels like this was a, you know, probably to me, less performance based, more financial based uh, than anything. And then you have a punter obviously that had a pretty good, pretty good upside in terms of his abilities in, in college. Chiefs can't pay everybody. It's one thing you can't do. I know you get attached to everybody. You can't pay everybody. And this is one way to kind of trim the fat. The Chiefs obviously have uh, contracts coming up. It'd be nice to bring back like a Drew Tranquil to this football team and add it. You're going to have uh, Snead, Chris Jones, eventually Bolton and Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith and all this. Uh, you're probably going to save $12 million by getting rid of MBS. So there's that money. If you want to bring in a Mike Evans, then you got extra money here that you would pay your punter. So you find a way to spread the spread the money around from your salary cap. We all have salary caps. You, every team's got one. Uh, it is going to go way up this year, which is going to be nice uh, for the Chiefs when it makes that jump. Yeah, you're going to have a three million, uh, like a three million dollar punter versus an undrafted uh, rookie free agent punter money. You're going to have to be a draft pick. You're going to have to be saving. You're going to be saving a bunch of cash there as well. We'll get Bink's impressions of wide receiver at 32. For the Chiefs, we'll discuss next. All my friends Back in on a Friday, along with Jay Binkley today, I'm Josh Klingler, Nathan Williams producing. Binkley, of course, our draft guru, the Character Concerns podcast is up each and every week, 610sports.com and the Odyssey app, he and Chris Udocero. Uh, but Bank wanted to get your thoughts on the uh, the viability for the, the, the Chiefs getting a wide receiver at 32. You know, my one and only mock draft has the uh, the Chiefs taking Marvin Harrison Jr. at 32. Yeah, 31. With the other 31 picks ahead of them being quarterbacks. Um, I still am optimistic that can be the case, uh, but this is a good wide receiver draft, right? It's a great wide receiver class. You know, I actually saw Malik neighbors actually graded out higher than Marvin Harrison jr. And someone's uh, grades that they did uh, for the uh, draft, but From yeah, the you, too much time on my hands department. Is that what that too is? Too much yeah, time yeah, yeah, on yeah. my hands. You start to, you start to uh, delve into a thing. Well, I mean, Go yeah, back and look yeah. at Mahomes' draft grades. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people yeah. didn't like him, and he wasn't going to work out and things like that, but it seemed to, to work out. But, yeah, this is the year to do it. This is the year to do it. Seven receivers taken in the first round is the record uh, from back in 2004. Uh, 2020, you had uh, 13 of them taken in the first two rounds. You'll beat that this year. Most mock drafts do have five to seven receivers being taken. Can it be eight in the first round? Can there be a hell of a run? But the wide receivers in this class, some think the receivers, actually the top three players in the NFL draft are all wide receivers. I mean, that's how good these guys are. Obviously, it's going to be Caleb Williams, probably Drake May, 
before Marvin Harrison Jr. But overall, talent was wasted by the what Patriots or yeah, Arizona or somebody. Jane Daniels is going to go up top, but yeah, hundred percent sit at thirty-two. They can get who they want. A lot of it's going to sort out. Chiefs have been all over the map, like who they're getting. But most people do have them receivers. Although I've seen some like Nate Wiggins and some corners, and I've seen Tyler Guyton, the offensive lineman from Oklahoma, because people are trying to think outside the box. They get Orlando Brown was Oklahoma, Creed Humphrey's Oklahoma, Wanya Morris Oklahoma. And they're thinking. Oh, who's going to be the next Oklahoma lineman that ends up with the Chiefs? But for the most part, they've been wide receivers. Now, it will matter, I do believe, on several of the guys they've picked, like Xavier Worthy of Texas that you've seen a lot early on in mock drafts, and Keon Coleman that's gone from early on to later on, and all of a sudden he can be you know get for the Kansas City Chiefs, or maybe they only have to move down just a few spots. But who's going to trade with them? That's the question. They kind of learned last year there are not many teams willing to, to trade the Chiefs. Now, maybe somebody like the Seahawks, somebody like that would, but AFC teams you're probably not going to get to trade the Chiefs. They're kind of hands-off in that department. But sitting at 32, yeah, they can get a quality in because you're looking at maybe five quarterbacks taken in the first round. You're thinking of uh, the cornerbacks they're going to be taking around. You're thinking about the offensive linemen. So, yeah, they're picking 32, but in essence, they're probably picking 22 or 23 when you think of these other positions that they're not going to draft that's going to go ahead of them. So they're actually sitting there really, really nice sitting at 32 uh, in maybe a trade back situation if someone really, really won the quarterback like Will Levis kind of slipped last year to the second round, but someone could have jumped up to the end of the first round with the Chiefs find a trade partner willing to do that. But sitting at 32, uh, the quality of receiver is still going to be there because I think the second round of the draft is going to be unbelievable with wide receiver talent. So you're essentially getting the first pick of the second round, you know, sitting there picking at 32 for the Chiefs, but 100%, uh, I believe that uh, if they go out and get free agent wide receiver, like a Mike Evans type, go ahead and draft a receiver, have Rasheed Rice still in the receiver room. This could be a whole new looking wide receiver room. Hey, I get it. They've won. They've won Super Bowls not having Tyreek Hill. I get it. That's always the, that's always the big argument out there. It's a good argument. Hey, they've won without Tyreek Hill, but you didn't have to sweat as much when you had a Tyreek Hill who did help you win. That, that Super Bowl by running Wasp. Like it does, have, and it helped. It was great that MBS caught the ball in the postseason. Like that was nice to have. That was a nice feature to have for the Chiefs, but just adding weapons because I do believe your best weapon on this football team is Patrick Mahomes. You supply him with weapons. It's time. They, they've spent a lot of draft picks on the defense, seven to 10, two years ago, five to seven last year. It is time to start getting offensive weapons. Uh, for this team, you have the youngest defense in the NFL. I think sitting at 32, not even a, a need to trade back or even trade up because they can, I think, get a quality receiver uh, sitting at 32. Well, oh, I, I, I understand the mock drafts that have wide receiver because it's like, oh, yeah, they were without wide receivers. Makes but, sense. But you had Rashi Rice's emergence, and if you believe he is a top-end wide receiver, and you go and and get a free agent, whether it's Mike Evans or someone else, you don't have to go wide receiver in your first pick. As you had mentioned, if it goes deeper, you can you can go a little bit later at wide receiver. You don't you're not you're not forced to do that. The I Chiefs still do it. The Chiefs aren't forced to do anything at 32, which again I like because uh, they do have a lot of other needs. Is for instance, third wide receiver at 32 a must do? It might not be. If you have a free agent in place and you have Rashi Rice. You're essentially talking about your third in the pecking order wide receiver. Do you even have to do that at 32? I would argue you don't. I, I think it's going to be hard-pressed, though, because you look back at this draft in four years or five years, you say, man, that was a wide receiver draft. 
That was a wider. We didn't take one. But, but if they moved, but if they moved to twenty seven or twenty, that was the year to do it. You know, I I wouldn't have a problem with that either. But I, mean, I don't year, think they're forced. They're forced to do it, which I which is nice. And they always look ahead at things. And the Chiefs probably you know took they did with offensive line. That's why they went out and got Orlando Brown because they didn't like Liam Eisenberg or Alex Leatherwood or Sam Cosme any of these guys All during guys the COVID the draft. years. Yeah. They didn't like it. That's why they went out to Trent Williams so hard, and that's why they ended up with Orlando Brown. But this year, you you look back and say, eh, didn't go wide receiver. Uh, when they could have, this is a wide receiver draft. They knew that this coming up this year, we all knew it last year that the real wide receiver class was going to be this year, much better than last year, but this is the year to do it. And I want them to do it. I, you know, it's not just one pass catcher. You mean you got lucky with Rasheed Rice. I don't know if you want to call it luck. He was good. And you Pat helps you get him. And Rasheed Rice put up the numbers in college. Cause he had 96 catches. Number two on the team was 38. That means he did everything, which I understand why the chiefs like guys like that. Cause Mahomes was a do everything guy. Yeah. And Rasheed Rice was that guy, but the pass on him on a wide receiver, at least throw a couple of darts. I think they will throw a couple of darts at receiver to, to bulk up this room and make it strong. Cause you don't, you don't hit on everybody. Look at sky more. We don't know. That's, Jury's still out on that one. It doesn't look great at this point, but you know, you're gonna miss sometimes. Sometimes you're gonna get you're gonna hit like Rasheed Rice, but you take multiple opportunities, multiple chances, and, and see what happens. I, I just want to see him get the wide receiver help, make things easier on Patrick Mahomes, move the chains, let's cut down on the drops, get the dependable hands going forward, because that's what this team is all about. And getting wide receiver talent is what you do. I think the hardest thing, too, about this draft is. And it's not talked about as much right now, but it will be. Is a lot of these great receivers, there's two of them on a team or three. Like, for instance, Texas. Like, Xavier Worthy's been mocked to the Chiefs, but they also got A.D. Mitchell. So it's both two receivers. LSU's got two, Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas. Do you pick the right one? Washington's got three Jalen McMillan, Jalen Polk, and Romo Dunze. Well, Romo Dunze is the toughest. We've seen this. We've seen Ryan Sims get picked from a team that had Julius Peppers on the defense line. So who's the stud and who isn't? Sometimes it works out. Like, look look at LSU when they had Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson was the number two. And Jamar Chase was the number one. Well, clearly, both of those are number one wide receivers in the NFL. So you go back and say, all right, well, LSU played Alabama. Or who did Kool-Aid McKinstry guard? Like, who did their first-round corner? They actually have two first-round corners in Alabama, so it's a bad example. But who was on who? Because a lot of college teams don't have first-round corners. And if you do, you find out who do they guard. Like, who who is the actual – it's tough – Thing that's why you go to the combine. You see the speed, you see the routes, and you see everything else. But to me, that's one of the tougher things is figuring out. Yes, somebody put up big numbers like a Brian Thomas and led the nation, you know, in touchdowns. That's great. But how much concentration was on Malik Neighbors? Like how much force? That's going to be the toughest thing for the Chiefs to kind of weed out. Chad Powers is back. Think fast, run fast. Think fast, run fast. Next. In an era where I believe, Bank, there are too many recycled ideas. Television is a recycled mess of ideas right now. Like, we'll just reboot stuff. We don't have another idea. We'll just uh, throw together another season of a reality show that should have been done 10 years ago. You know, there's like lack of sometimes new things. Enough new things. 
So I like that they're jumping on this one. Chad Powers is going to be back. Uh, you remember the Chad Powers bit that Eli Manning did for uh, for ESPN Plus and his Eli's places where he he went back to uh, he went to Penn State and uh, tried to to uh, to walk on as a older quarterback. Hello, I'm Chad Powers. Hey, I'm Chad Powers. Hulu has ordered a pickup of the series, a half-hour comedy series based on the Chad Powers character. <laughs> uh, Eli's going to be involved in it too. He's not going to play. He's not going to play. Uh, he's not going to play uh, Chad Powers. Does that mean I didn't make the team coach? No, you did not. Uh, but it's based on his character. He's going to have like a executive producer, whatever his the Omaha Productions crew is going to be part of it as well. It's like multiple entities getting a part of this, but. Um, the quarterback is going to be Russ Holidays is going to be his name in the in the character. Um, when bad behavior nukes quarterback Russ Holiday's college career, he disguises himself and walks onto a struggling Southern football team as the talented, affable uh, Chad Powers. Chad Powers, you're ineligible. Come on up. Uh, so a couple of actors have signed on. One of them's uh, one of the dudes from the the the, the Top Gun reboot. Sorry, as a as a as a land based at reboots, but uh, one of those characters. But they're going to bring Chad Powers to life in a thirty minute sitcom. I love it. I think it's going to be good. I'm all no, for it. Should it. be good. When I first saw it, I thought it was Kenny Powers. <laughs> I thought they were going to reboot they, Kitty Powers. They have done that like, one. Yeah, yeah. I know. A, yeah, and I, yeah, I really yeah. like that one. I was like, oh, yeah. this is going to be it uh, with, with Powers. But, yes, this is uh, Eli. Uh, I never really watched a ton of the Chad Powers, but it was it is something I'd be interested you in. You didn't watch that episode? No. Who, who's the guy from Top Gun? It's Hangman, right? Isn't it from uh, Top yeah, Gun? Yeah, yeah. I do not have Hulu, though. I'll give him a password. You can watch it then. But an awesome addition of Peyton's Places. You, you, Peyton's Places. Eli's Places. Eli's Places, Peyton's Places. All the places that they're doing now on, on ESPN Plus are actually really good. They're all really, really well done by uh, by Peyton and company that have uh, that kind of passed on that series. And I like that they're turning this one into a uh, sitcom. Hey, you did something kind of fun here rather than rebooting uh, you know, Love Island. Do you have Peacock right now? Do you still do you have Peacock? Did you sign up for Did you sign up for no, Peacock for that one game? Because they didn't need it for that one playoff game. You didn't do that. Um, I guess I could have got it earlier. The for algorithm the, uh, Devils, on uh, Chargers game. Big fan. Big fan of Peacock. One, I get I get my my Big Ten fix in there in the office. I I can I can watch uh, all the Law and Orders that I want. Golf. But interviews. for some reason, the 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 algorithm believes that we want to watch all those terrible, like uh, Real Housewives. And Love Island and all these, and that always comes up first on the thing. I'm like, I have we've none of us have ever watched any of these. Stop showing this as, hey, do you want to catch up on Love Island, Australia? Actually, no, I don't. I have no intention of ever watching that. So uh, I'll get you the I'll get you past when, when when it comes on a Hulu. Well, here's the thing: you need to watch the Eli's places. Chad no, Powers, I though, it. I figured this was right up your alley, old man it's trying to try true. out for a college football team. It's true. That's not it's that's like that not, or Kenny Powers. That's obviously. not right in your wheelhouse. Down. Yeah, 100% is. Does that mean I didn't make the team coach? No, you did not. Need to eventually. I know they talked about this, you know, with Fox and this ESPN, this this bundle. Mm-hmm. Need mm-hmm. to start bundling sports. You know, you know how difficult 
they've made Saturdays now? Because you jump, ESPN Plus got a bunch. I watch that. I do have that. But then you got to jump out of it to go into something else to watch a different game, like on Fox or whatever. So you got to jump around. It's not easy. It's not the old remote flipping between channels because you got to jump out of the app and go in the other things unless you have multiple. You, you know, sound a, like my wife. She a, can't. She, no, she, just, just she is. She is still. She is bundle. still mad at me for ditching Directv because she's like, I knew where all the channels were. Well, you know, um, come up with football because. But I and I've tried. I've tried to to. Uh, I, I'm a floater now. I'll move around for different rates, you know. And so I, I have, I have at times flummoxed our family as to where to to find channels. No, I'm surprised we haven't seen more football oriented stuff that's easier. I mean, top 100 shows last year, 93 were football games. I mean, that just makes sense to me. Hey, have a football only type of stream. <laughs> there you go. I'm well, not kidding. Now it's become difficult because different entities own different products. The the Fox ESPN combo one is kind of interesting, but that doesn't have baseball. And it doesn't have football. I mean, NFL football, I should say. Right? So that one's going to be a little bit different. Plus, I think somebody's already suing them, I believe. I think Fubo or something or um is already stepping up and saying, wait a minute, this is kind of what this is kind of what we build our package on. I don't know how how that's gonna shake out. I've always been in favor bank of, you know, I mean ESPN is doing it themselves. Like we just take it all in house. Send it out to you in, in, in a stream. You got to find out what the a la carte price is. The the one that they're talking, this combo one's like 50 bucks a month. Not exactly uh, cheap, especially if you're, you know, you, you go out and search that, that uh, you know, uh, bargain cable deal. You can get in the 50, I think in the $50 range these days, if you kind of go out and shop yourself around uh, for those services. But not, but I'm with you. It, it makes it, it makes it difficult to, to do stuff. You have to decide which, which, uh, you know, streamers you're you're going to be on board with, and it it does make life a little more difficult. But we hated the old we hated well, you know, you know we what? hated the old system, and so now this is the uh, this is the reverse. You know, this sounds silly, and I know a lot of people don't do it. The court guy, I, I use Spectrum or the Spectrum app. Mm-hmm. There is nothing better to watch college football to me than that, and have ESPN Plus on the side and things like that because I can flip between the games a lot easier. And have ACC network and SEC network and Pac-12 at that point, even though it doesn't matter with Pac-12 right now. But it, it made it easier because I could go around. And then when Spectrum had their fight with Disney or whatever, and then you lost it, all those for a little yeah, bit. I was yeah, forced yeah, to go to a yeah. sports bar for a couple of weeks. Oh man, I mean, that, it, it, that must have really oh, that must have really. Oh, it just sucked. that must have really been hard for you. It was tough. I got to go to a sports bar. I know, I know, and see tap beer and. But it did become kind of a pain. Wings and. All that stuff. I, mean, I couldn't keep living that life. It was a great <laughs> life. I just couldn't keep living that life. And it's more expensive than when you yeah. than when you uh, had the uh, the full cable package. So you're still you're still a cable guy for now. For for sports, okay. yes, yeah. Even though it is, but it's an app. But you buy that. It is an app now. So it's on TVs as an app, just like anything else. But I get it. I don't it's want. An app, but it's I, all your I really don't want to be in the mode of um, uh, soccer's on Apple and. Uh, football's on Hulu and Peacock's got that. You know what I mean? It does make it does make it more difficult. I think some point we will get the full a la carte. We'll just hate the price. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll hate the sports price because the sports are still obviously the money makers, money generators and money spenders in the uh, entertainment uh, TV industry right now. So it just makes it you, too easy. You won't, for, you won't like it. Yeah, but the bouncing around stuff. I mean, that's. It gets it gets old at a certain point. What's your uh, what's your all time maybe favorite video game, sports video game? Tecmo Bowl, hundred percent. 
EA football. Obviously. Super, super Tecmo or regular, the regular or first Tecmo? Tecmo. First Tecmo. Tecmo. The original Tecmo. I probably like the super one better. E, well, the, any of the Tecmo Bowls are great, but yes, if I had to pick one between them, it'd be the original because that was like really, really cool at the time. Uh, EA Sports, I do enjoy the 2004 college football. I always enjoyed that. Um, Mike Tyson's Punch Out was a fun sports mm-hmm. type game that was always great to beat the next fighter. And Blades of Steel. Blades of Steel, an original. Uh, and uh, baseball with the... Uh, RBI baseball? RBI baseball, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's uh, pretty much the only games that buy you sports games. Maybe uh, Grand Theft Auto or something thrown in there. Call of Duty, something like that. But mostly sports games. Yeah, I, I didn't... Yeah, I didn't play a lot of non-sports games. Didn't either. I, I was like a super EA, a super EA connoisseur. But I'm with you. I if you found your window of which EA one you liked, sometimes you just wanted to stay in that window. I know that they got to the point where they got you, like buying it every single year. But I still had my favorites along the way, right? Mine was like NHL '94. Specifically, 94. I don't know why. Tried 95. Eh, let's see. Got to 97. Like, me. And I would always go back to, to 94. Um, Madden kind of pushed you because that was, I felt like Madden was the first one that really pushed you to go year to year. But I still had my favorites there. I think it was like, I want to say that one might have been 94, 95. Probably my wheelhouse. Um, where uh, you could put Deion Sanders at tight end. And... And Tony Gonzalez obviously was was in was in the game, um, and there was a tight end seam play, where if you put you put Dion at the tight end, he, you couldn't stop him. He was on the Falcons then, and you just move you just you, you could manipulate your lineup, put him at this, and you couldn't stop this play because he'd run over the top, and you just you just chuck it to him, and t- it was the same effective play for Tony, but he didn't have quite the speed obviously that 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 Dion did during that moment. But I think everybody's probably had their window. Of like, if you had that EA buzz, this was your window. College football was a great game. Um, and then it went away. And then we had a lawsuit. And then we had the, the likeness fights. I loved both the college football and at the time, uh, Coach K's college basketball. I used to play that one all the time, too. That one had, again, the, the teams were on there. And you knew who the players were, but they never said their players. Now we've gotten to the point where, obviously, uh, people are wanting... Uh, money for their likeness, and they should. And so here we are with the college football 25 is coming back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 